the Health, Wealth and Anything Else podcast, where we help you invest in your financial, physical and mental health so you can live an unlimited life. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Still here, still soldiering on, doing it. We've got uh, some pretty interesting stuff to talk about today, so it should be hopefully good. I'm just going to let you guys know about the just the structure of how I'm going to do it now is just now it's just me on my own I'm gonna through the week I just any anytime something comes up what I think I could talk about just make notes of it I have a few things that I'm going to go over and then I just literally will talk and we'll just see whatever comes out I don't have time for editing anymore there's no edit you'll get you you get what you're given so whatever happens will happen and and you can listen to it so that's just how it's going to be now First off, I'll just have a little crypto update again. There's not huge amounts happening. The CPI print came out this week. So that's the consumer price index. So basically what inflation is, what the government says inflation is. So that's in the US. I think I don't, I don't think the UK one is out for the last month yet. But the US one come out, which was high, 9.1%. It was estimated to be, I think they expected 8 point something. But it came out at 9.1, and obviously the real figure is going to be a lot higher than that. So that was bad, but originally Bitcoin price kind of dumped a little bit, but it actually recovered reasonably well and and kind of pushed up a bit afterwards, which wasn't too bad, but it's kind of it didn't manage to break out of that channel it's been in for a while, which is kind of between, you know, from below 22 down to about 17. It hasn't managed to break out of that yet, so if we don't, Obviously, it's the weekend now. If, if in the beginning of the week it doesn't really manage to break out of that, more than likely we're going to start to head back down towards at least the middle of the range. But we'll see. There's nothing crazy happening at the moment. Let's say there's a chance that maybe either the next couple of weeks or possibly in August after the... There's what have we got coming up. Towards the end of this month, there's another thing coming out. Uh, I can't remember what it is now. Another announcement from the Fed. Uh, it might be something to do with jobs and employment, but uh, that that's kind of a big announcement which could affect the markets. But after that, possibly in August, we get we could have some kind of rally if we don't have a rally in the weeks before then. But after that point, probably going to be more pain. I think towards the end of this year is where I'm expecting it to kind of bottom. There'll probably be some kind of event to really dump it down low. You know, potentially you could hit like 10K. I mean, no one knows what's going to happen. We're just going off what's happened before and previous market cycles and patterns. But, I mean, the last couple of months, people have been kind of expecting a decent relief rally. We've never got one. So it's not guaranteed one will come, but there's a chance we could get one. So we'll see. But again, if we do get a relief rally, as I always say, it's for selling, it's not for buying. So, you know, when, when we're lower down places like this, you can buy either for long term or you could if you buy now and we get relief rally you could sell and get quick profit and buy it again when it dumps after but nothing too too crazy happening right now with that so that's pretty much that updated for now so what i was going to talk about a bit today is obviously last week i spoke about the fact of you know inflation and everything in the economy going pretty badly and how things are going to get worse over the next year or so so I said about the only real thing you can do to get away from that is make more money, which sounds very basic, but that's essentially all you can do. You could try and stop spending less, but everything's getting more expensive. So 
you're going to struggle to save at the same rate of inflation. So your real answer is to make more money. So I'm going to talk a bit about ways to make money because there are lots of ways, especially in this day and age, digital age, you've got the internet, everyone's got their phones, their smartphones, there's all these different things. So there's tons of ways that you can make extra money. So if you have a normal nine to five, you can just start to build something on the side around it, either with the goal to replace your nine to five or even just with the goal to keep it as a little side hustle where you just got some extra income coming in. And if you don't have a job, then obviously you've got plenty of time that you could be putting into something and trying to grow it to something bigger. So obviously with the internet <clears throat> and everything being so available, there's a load of things you can do. You can, I mean, you you can sell stuff online. You can, it's so easy to set up a, a store online and drop ship. So drop shipping is something where you don't even need, you don't even need money to set it up. You basically, all you do is have your website of your products and you bring the customer to you and they buy it. It comes from the original warehouse, gets sent out from the original warehouse to the customer. You don't have to stock products or anything. You, it's a very cheap and easy way to do it. Obviously, you could go down the route of an e-commerce store where you do buy in stock and sell it out, but a drop shipping is a super easy idea to get you going if you don't have the funds. There's things you can sell your skills online if you depends on what what skills you have. There, there's things like copywriting for people who have writing skills. Uh, if you knew some coding, there's tons of stuff that you can do. To to monetize any skills you have. It, you can, if you're a good graphic designer, artist, you can you can use those skills, uh, get on like LinkedIn. I mean, there's, there's places like uh, Upwork and Fiverr, which are basically just sites for freelancers. So if you have a skill, you just go on those sites, you make yourself a profile, and just jobs that come up within your niche, you just apply to them. And you can easily make some money that way with whatever your skill is. Obviously, not every single skill can necessarily be sold online. But even if it's a physical skill, you could still kind of build that into some kind of business around your normal job. But one of the places that I use, which is really, really good, there's a place online and it's called, it's called Hustlers University. Okay, so it's like an online school, but... I'm not going to say school because schools are, are rubbish, universities are rubbish, don't teach you anything. This actually teaches you stuff. So it's set up by Andrew Tate, which you may have heard of, may have not. You probably have if you've been on the internet the last six months. So he's actually started from down the road from me. He actually grew up in Luton most of his life in council estate. Like no money, poor, whatever. He's, he's multi-millionaire now, so he's done very well for himself. And he's made a ton of money. And he's basically set this place up, which is teaching everyone else how to make money. And he has a load of professors. Right? So there's tons of subjects they do on it. And each one has professors teaching it who are millionaires from within that market. So they've made their money within the thing that they're teaching you. So you know what that they know what they're talking about. Me and Ryan always used to say about don't take advice from people who don't know what they're doing or they don't have anything to show for it you know if someone's super super poor and they're giving you advice on money you probably don't want to take their advice if someone's really fat and out of shape you don't want to take their advice on physical health so these guys have made their money so 
there's a ton of stuff in there. Some of the stuff, so there's crypto. So they teach you all about crypto and how it works. There's long-term investing strategies they'll teach you, medium-term, short-term trading, and they also have trades that you can follow along. If you don't really have the time to fully immerse yourself in everything, they have professors you can just copy trade them. You can just do the same trades as them to make some money. An easy way to make money if you're starting out, just follow some of their trades. And there's stocks, they teach about stocks. And again, the stocks professor does copy trades. So, you know, if you don't really know about stocks, you can just copy him. He can tell you, look, we're going to make this trade and whatever you follow along, make money. Easy. There's e-commerce. So dropshipping I talked about, that's covered in there. And also trying to build an actual e-commerce brand if you wanted to you know, go further and build a whole brand and get stock in and whatever. All about that, about branding, running Facebook ad, all of that stuff is, is detailed. There's a ton of stuff in there. And they teach copywriting, which is basically like sales emails, uh, um, just like sales pages, social media posts and stuff that you can do. So you can, you know, approach companies. You could even just say, if you like social media and going on social media, you're good at doing posts. You could approach a company and just say, look, I'll do, for however much I'll do say you know, five posts a week on social media or something and they'll pay you for that there's people that will pay you for that if you're good at it and if you can get them more of an audience you can get paid for it simple stuff like that so that's in there they there's a whole freelancing room which will teach you about how to go and market your skill how to sell yourself how to get clients how to build yourself a base and all of that stuff and it's it's not as difficult as people might think if as long as you put the work in you know, with social media nowadays, again, it's such a powerful tool. Social media is just free advertising. The, probably the best, most powerful type of advertising you could have, and it's completely free. Obviously, on Facebook, you can run Facebook ads, which cost, but you don't even have to use that. Overall, there's so much advertising you can do on social media to build a brand, build a base, and it will cost you nothing. So, as I say, there's tons of ways you can monetize stuff. And like I said, you could monetize social media itself. You can do posts for people, you know, run their social media accounts and make money from it. And obviously, if you enjoy using social media and that's what you do all the time anyway, you know, you, you almost make money for what you do to begin with. Um, so there's loads of other stuff they do. There's also Am Amazon FBA is one which is sort of showing you how to set up a whole Amazon store and things like that and make money through that. And there's other stuff. There's They have a whole channel kind of dedicated to just personal finance. So teaching you how to manage your finance but also a lot of it is kind of teaching you about the mentality of it because that is where a lot of people go wrong is their mindset and their mentality and sort of their point of view towards money and itself and the way they try to save try not to spend and don't do things and a lot of people just have it completely wrong and that's why they struggle to really make money so there's a there's a ton of stuff the professor teaches on that loads of little videos and stuff just teaching you just to do little tricks little tips how to change your mindset to one where you can make money and you can go out there and make it simple things like investing in yourself or your business a lot of people have the mindset and i i was the same when i first started that you want to make money before you spend money so you have the mindset that you know, if, if there's something you can invest in in yourself, like a little program that's going to really get your mind in the right place and teach you things about it, you're like, okay, well, I'm, 
I'll make some money. I'll I'll make this so much money, whatever it is, and then I'll I'll do that course. But the reality is that it's probably going to take you say six months to make that much money. Whereas if you did the course, if you just spent first, you could probably get there in one month. And then in six months time, you'll be about 10 times further along than you would have been. So investing in yourself actually has a very good ROI, just return on investment. You should invest in yourself. I, I'm, I made the mistakes with, with a couple of things I've got into now and investing myself with. If I'd have done it six months earlier, I would be in way better place, way, 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 way above. And it's that thing where I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll do this for a bit. I'll make however much and then I'll, I'll do it. I'll buy into it. And it's the wrong choice to make. You want to invest in yourself first. And that is going to make, that is going to make your returns and your growth so much better. So things like that is a mindset that people need to change. If you're kind of got that, I mean, they call it, they call it like a poor man mindset. But if you have that poor man mindset of, oh, I don't want to spend any money, I don't want to spend money to make money. They say, you know, you have to spend money to make money. So you invest in yourself or in your skills or your business and you'll get the rewards of it. They say the, the best investment you could ever make is yourself. Like you can invest in crypto and stocks and whatever and make money. But if you invest in yourself, then you have skills to completely change the rest of your life. So I'm going to share... On the podcast at the end of it, I'll put the link up for Hustle University so people can take a look if they need to. So it's $50, just under $50 a month. So obviously there is a cost involved, but like I said, you if you invest in yourself, you'll get it back. I've I've been in it for, I've been using it for a good couple months now, probably at least six months. And it's absolutely money well spent. I, I wouldn't I don't regret any of the money I spent on it. There's a ton of stuff you learn. It's just never ending really. I've been using it for a couple of different things, but it's a great move. So I would say if you want to find another avenue of income and you're not so sure what to do, where to start, you need some help, I would go and do that. That that would be the best move for me, I would say. And obviously, just under $50 is less than £40 in English money. So it's not expensive. I mean, there's, I see a thing on Instagram a little while ago. And there's a, well, a, a profile is a girl. It might not be a girl. It might not be actually her on the profile. It could just be a, a scammer. But trying to sell courses for drop shipping and stuff. And basically, it's just a full-on scam. It was, um, I, I spoke to people about it. the course. She was actually selling a course of a dead guy. So there's a guy in America, a young guy who was into dropshipping. He'd done a lot with it and he'd done like a course on Gumroad for it. And and he, tragically, he died a couple of years back when he was still young. I'm not exactly sure what happened. But this person was basically charging people money to give them access to this guy's course, which they'd already bought. And then they're then selling it to multiple people. They're trying to charge people like two grand to set up a dropshipping store for them. Like you, you could pay $50 for a month and it will teach you exactly how to set the store up yourself. You don't you don't need that. There's people trying to scam you out there. This one's not a scam. I've been in it for six months. It's definitely a very good source of information, skills, and just ways that you can make money. There's there's like 15, 16 year old kids in there making a few thousand a month from stuff. Like 15 and 16, that's crazy. To be making if you imagine at 15 pulling a couple grand in a month making money online, that's crazy stuff. 
my advice as well for if someone is young and they're starting or let's just say that maybe you're not as young but you've not got a job you're out of work or you're in between stuff you want to change your career the advice i would give which is not the advice i'd have given when i was younger you know you, you change your mindset as you get older and you start to see things for how they are and you see how things work so the advice i would give now 100% is get especially if you're young get into a sales job just some kind of sales because not saying that you that's going to be your entire career your aim really is to get a nine to five for a bit build your business and then be your own boss but the thing with sales is it just teaches you skills that are applicable to basically any industry if you can sell something you can you can use that anywhere so if you're going to be setting up your own business whatever it's in doesn't matter what it's in you'll still need to sell stuff so especially if it's a youngster starting out i would say get a job in sales start off in sales learn you know learn everything you can don't don't be too concerned about your career path in it your future or the money you could possibly earn just get into sales learn as much as you can learn all the tricks of the trade and whatever start your own thing on the side grow it and then whatever you do in the future those skills you learn in sales you can use that you can apply them to anything so that would be my advice now like back in the day when i was younger i probably said you know get 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 like a trade i mean i'm in a trade get a trade or something like that because oh they're good skills for for an income for a job but you know in terms of being able to grow something especially with the internet and other stuff like that sales is where is where i'd go definitely so that would be my advice to people and like i said if you're looking to learn definitely check out Hustle university and feel free to message in if you have any questions about certain things whether it's that or whether it's questions about anything else to do with trying to get started out with making money and in terms of that, in terms of trying to make money and trying to start a new project or whatever sometimes it i mean it can be scary that you know especially if i mean maybe at first you're doing it around your job and whatever but then if you're thinking you know can i actually leave my job and do justice or you know even starting something around your job is can be a scary thing so whenever you've got something big and it can be scary and you're thinking oh how am i going to get all this done like naturally your brain's going to start to try and put it off that's what we do as humans we're going to try and delay it so you're going to find other things to do anything but that but what you want to do is anytime you have a big project or a big thing to do it's maybe scary is just break it down into a ton of little steps just as much as you can break it down into tiny little steps and just attack them as tiny steps just that little one that little one and then it's going to seem a lot less scary soon you'll make progress through it and then suddenly you know you're halfway through and it doesn't even feel like you've had to do that much and also then just subconsciously in your brain you're going to be less likely to put it off and delay it because it's not some big massive thing you've got to do and it's going to be really hard it's just a little thing so you just do the little thing and do another little thing so that for me is the best way to attack something like that because it can be if you've got a huge task one big huge scary task it can be you you don't want to do it you put it off your brain subconsciously pushes it away but you just have to break it down and do it and you have to put the work in so no matter what it is you know if whatever kind of skill you're going to learn whatever thing you're going to try and do you have to put hard work in
And that is one of the things that people probably struggle with the most. Tons of people. You give them an idea or they'll have an idea. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. It's great. After like a week or so, people kind of enthusiasm goes and they just start to give up. Like you'll never make it with that. There's nothing that will come that super, super easy. No one's going to do it for you. People will teach you the skills. They'll give you advice. They can help you set up, but you have to do it. Nobody is going to come and hand you something on a platter and say, here you go, Here's, you're going to make money with this for the rest of your life and be comfortable. You have to do it. You have to work hard. Now, crypto especially has had a very negative effect on people with this. It, it is seen by most people as a get-rich-quick system with not much work involved. And to be honest, even when I, when I first got in, that was, you know, that kind of had the impression on me. I was thinking, oh, okay, this is great. I make a ton of money here. I ain't really got a... You know, I can quit my job. I don't have to work. I'll just have money from crypto. Uh, it's going to be super easy. And it kind of makes you lazy. gives you a, not a good mentality. And the thing is that crypto is not income in my eyes. Because unless you have a job in crypto, like you're, you're a dev, you're a coder, whatever. But obviously with market cycles and things like that, yes, there's going to be a year or two where everything's just going up. It's money up and you could survive without working. But there's then going to be two years where in the bear market everything's going down you know you can still make some money going down but you're not going to make as much it's not a reliable income what you need is money in you need cash flow and you then invest it which maximizes your money so you don't it's not an income you get an income and then you use things like crypto stocks whatever you want to invest in to then maximize the money you've got so maybe you build up your cash flow and you've got a few grand sitting spare 20 grand sitting spare you then use crypto stocks to then grow that while you've still got your cash flow covering all your bills and building up the stack of money you've got so you just need to approach it with the right attitude it's easy to get distracted when you see people and there are there are absolute idiots in crypto who've got super lucky got in really early they've made a ton of money they're millionaires and they're just absolute idiots they haven't got a clue if they lose their crypto money one day, they will have nothing. Zero skills, zero income, zero anything. So don't rely on something like that. Build your cash flow. Use investing to maximize your income and reach that point where you are free. Free from having to work. Well, I don't, I don't say free from having to work. You still work, but free from a job. You are the boss. You decide when you work. You can make money anywhere. You can do what you want. And you have freedom of travel then. You can move around when you want. You can relocate. You can just go on holiday when you want. And that that's what freedom's truly going to be. Your freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of movement. So that's what you have to do. But like I say, it's going to be hard work. And you've got to put the hard work in. And you've got to try new things. Don't be afraid to try new things, okay? And just a, uh, just a really small example of this. So the other week, well, first of all, obviously sparkling water sparkling mineral water is a very healthy option to drink it's better than drinking tap water bottled water stuff like that it has a lot more goodness in it and it's not contaminated with all the other stuff water is so that's a really healthy thing to drink i know that obviously ryan drinks it all the time he told me about it i thought yeah but you know um, i tried sparkling water years ago I, i didn't really like it so in my head i don't like sparkling water so i'm like okay it's healthy i know but i don't like it so i hadn't drunk it then last weekend, I went out for dinner with some guys. We was out at a state restaurant. They had a 
they had a few bottles of it out on the table. So I was like, oh, you know, so when I got there, there's like, pour your glass out. I'm like, yeah, sure. Poured me a glass out. I'm like, oh, it, was, it was actually quite nice. I didn't mind it. So I was like, okay, I'm drinking that. So now, now I've, uh, I'm like, okay, I'm drinking sparkling water. It was actually quite nice. And, you know, if I, if I hadn't just tried it, I would have still thought I didn't like it when actually it's all right. I'm, I'm drinking it right now. Delicious. So don't be afraid to try things. A another thing actually was just on the eating, drinking, healthy sweet potato. So I potato, love it. Sweet potato. I was like, I, I never really liked it again. Probably tried it once or twice. I was like, no, nah, I don't like it. And then a little while back, you know, I had it and I was like, oh, actually, that's, that's decent. Actually, it was right. Ryan made it. Ryan made some uh, sweet potato wedges and I was like, they're nice. So now, most of the time, we'll have it. I mean, potatoes not that unhealthy anyway. Depends how you cook it. But sweet potatoes maybe slightly healthy. I was like, actually, I like that. We'll have that as well. So don't don't be afraid to try things, new things. Take things a little bit at a time, a little step at a time. And it's going to get you closer to your goal. And it's going to improve you. And it's going to be good for you. And... <laughs> the opposite of that is just uh, I'll just remember in a funny story from before the opposite of that is doing things that um, people think helps but actually doesn't so you, you want to try and do things that will help you and think and then actually you might enjoy them or it might not be that hard there's things people do that they think help which don't help for example I used to I, I always remember this because it was so funny and it was every single time when I was like 15 16 I played for a football team and the I used to get picked up to go training by the uh, the manager and his son. He played for the team as well, his son. I think there was someone else used to pick up. And we would go to training. And we used to train at uh, on an all-weather pitch at a place called Lucy Farm. And when you drive into the car park, there's there's like a barrier that you drive under. It, I mean, it, it was pretty low. It looked pretty low. He had like a, a Land Rover or something. But every single time, without fail, every single time we drove under that barrier, he would duck his head while he was driving, like the duck his head to get under it, like like he thinks that's helping. That's, that's not helping. That's not making any difference to the car, to the height of the car. But that is something that he would just do, like subconsciously. Another thing people do is that, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and be healthier. I'm not gonna drink Coke. I'm gonna drink Diet Coke, you know, or I'm gonna switch to like a low fat food. Those things don't. You think they help you, but they don't help you. Like Diet Coke is probably worse than normal Coke. Low fat food is worse than than normal because they're just adding chemicals into it that you don't want to try and give it the flavor so you know make changes but make sure they're ones that actually help not ones that do not help okay so we've been talking a bit about health there which is going to segue us into the next part where i'm going to talk about the health system as a whole so i'm just going to talk i'm just going to say how it is there's some home truths some people might not like some stuff but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. One of the things, speaking about that, one of the things about being defended in uh, in quotation marks, I'm using my fingers to do the quotation marks and you can't see me, so that's pointless. But the thing with being offended is it it's an action. You don't need to be offended by anything someone says. If someone has a different opinion to you, you don't have to be offended. The, the way you it's worded shows you, I took offense at that. So that's an action. You decided. Someone said something. That wasn't what you think, and you decided, I'm going to take offence at that. There's no need. There's another option. Someone could say something that's different to your opinion. You could just okay carry on with your life. You you don't need to take offence at it. 
not the majority of things that people say that people take offense to are not offensive. It's just people's views that are different. You know, if you want to, you can you could debate it with them and talk about it. You could you could stop and think and think actually maybe maybe a little bit of what they say is right. Or just completely ignore it and carry on. You don't need to take offence. People love to take offence nowadays. It's like a... I don't know. People people really enjoy it. Like People like to be offended and upset by stuff. They'll try and find offence in all the stupidest little things where there's literally no offence in it. And there's no possible way anyone could be offended or trying to offend anyone. And people just try and find offence. They'll be offended by stuff that's nothing to do with them. Because people just love it. It's just one of the things. It's like a... I don't even know what it is. But they just love it, like a victim mentality or something like that. They think everything, the world revolves around them. And if someone says something different to what they think, then they have to get offended by that and get all angry and tell everyone how offended they were. And then for some reason, expect everyone to bow down to them and apologise and whatever. So just don't take offence. If I say something that you don't agree with, that's fair enough. You're entitled to your view. I'm entitled to my view. And we can all just carry on with our lives. So... As we all know, mental and physical health are very important and they're very interlinked as well. So I'm talking more about the physical health today. Although obviously mental health is a part of the health system now as well, kind of, kind of, not so much. But just kind of talking about physical health. Now, the first thing that people need to kind of understand and the point I want to get across is the health system the government, the NHS, pharmaceutical companies, GGP, none of them care one single bit about you being healthy. Not one of them. None of them care, okay? The NHS doesn't care about you being healthy. You might think it does, it doesn't. The government definitely doesn't. Pharmaceutical companies do not. It is an industry, okay? So they are about making money. They're not about making people well, they're about making money. So there's a big difference. And people might think about, well, how does that apply to the NHS? That, you know, it's, it's free. The NHS is not free. Okay. Every single normal person that works and pays taxes and national insurance, you're paying for the NHS. Okay. It's not free. You're paying for it. Now, if someone never works a day in their life, Essentially, it's free for them, but it's been paid for by other people, which is us. It's paid for. Okay. And also, obviously, they're all linked to the big pharmaceutical companies and things like that, where the big money is. So it's paid for. It's not free. Don't think of the NHS as free because it's not free. The example I would use, let's think of a good example. So let's say I've got a garage. Um, and... When people come in to me with their cars, there's something wrong with it. I'll have a look at it. I'll diagnose it. And what I'll do is I will find a way to fix it so that the problem they've got gets fixed. But it means that in six months time, I know that it's going to cause a different problem in their car in six months time. But because I've fixed the original problem and they don't realize that I've caused the second problem, they're going to come back to me and say, oh, look, now I've got this issue. I'm going to say, no problem. I'll fix that for you. And I'm going to do the same thing again. So what that does is it makes them think that I'm helping them. 
it's an absolute money maker for me because they're guaranteed to keep coming back and i'm actually looking like the good guy despite the fact that i'm actually morally acting wrong to make more money for myself and that essentially is the same thing that the health system does to you you go to them with a problem oh yeah no problem i'm going to prescribe you these pills that are going to help that problem okay the side effects of those pills though which and, and they won't tell you the secondary bit you can find out yourself the side effects of those pills are that you're now going to get another condition which you're going to have to go and get sorted in another year or two which you're going to need another set of pills for and they're going to give you a side effect which is going to require a third type of treatment and it, that is essentially what happens that all they want to do is get you on drugs because that is where the money is and those drugs are going to give you more problems and you're going to have to come back again and get more drugs and again people say oh the but the you know the nhs don't make money from the drugs yeah, it doesn't matter because they're often they'll be they'll be funded and the people at the top of nhs will have fingers in all the pies of the big drugs companies and they're just all making an absolute ton of money so one thing i'll use to kind of show this is cancer okay now cancer is a horrible thing i'm sure everyone has had someone in their family have a battle with cancer i have i'm sure everyone has okay everyone knows cancer's horrible no one wants to have cancer okay oh if we could get rid of cancer that'd be great we raise money uh people raise money every year millions and millions of pounds for cancer research oh yeah got research got to try and find a cure for cancer okay they don't need to find a cure for cancer we know how to beat cancer we know how to destroy cancerous cells okay years and years ago i think the late 1800s there was a guy who basically found that sugar had a, a huge effect on the growth of cancer cells so when someone had a lot of sugar in their diet cancer cells would be growing if they cut the sugar out they would stop growing okay now he came out with that research in the late 1800s for the 1900s I, off the top of my head can't remember his name because i'm just like i say i have a few things to talk about and i'm just talking about them so maybe i'll find his name and i'll link it on the on the the bio at the bottom of the podcast but that first come out and then it was immediately shut down by i think it was like the top guy whatever in america who immediately shut it down like no that's completely fraudulent it's not true we know that it is completely true you know there's been enough studies to back that up nowadays but so he was right and he was shut down because that's not going to make money then i think in the 1920s it was found by scientists again can't remember the name of top med that basically cancerous cells cannot survive in an alkaline environment so originally the human body and our original diet as humans before all the processed foods and chemicals our body would be in a naturally alkaline state but with all the foods we've got now all the processed and the chemicals everything going in our bodies are now acidic they're in an acidic state i don't know the exact numbers of what it is but it is acidic and that is what allows cancerous cells to grow but you can return your body to an alkaline state by completely changing your diet so i think if, if you need to be extreme i think you have to cut out meat and a lot of other stuff and eat, and eat that if, if your body's already in a good state you can continue to eat meat but that will reverse cancer there are, there are tons of people that have done it that they've had got cancer they've 
gone on the extreme diet, returned their body to alkaline state, and it's gone. Okay, so it is known how to solve cancer, and it's known how to not get cancer in the first place by essentially your diet. Yet, none of that stuff is told to anyone. You're not, you're not told that. I had to find that out by research. It's not widely known. They spending millions and millions and millions every year on supposed cancer research. But what they do in that is they're not looking for a cure for cancer. They're just looking for more drugs that they can sell to you and use it. So that is just an example of how it's a business. Okay, they know how to. Go. Another example, um, I know, I, I have a friend from when I was growing up who's a, he's a, what would I even describe him as? He does some kind of research with Alzheimer's in laboratories and stuff. And he told me one time that basically the with the wherever he was working, laboratory, whatever, that they said that they'd actually found a cure for hay fever to, to just completely cure it. But they would never release it because they make a ton of money selling hay fever medicine every year. You're not going to make money if you cure everyone. That's, a, that's just another example. They don't want to cure you. They just want to give you drugs which will help you live with or cope with your condition and will give you long-term more side effects of more conditions where you'll be more and more reliant on them. So that is not the way to go. What you want to do is look at natural ways to either heal yourself, but obviously, as the saying goes, prevention is better than cure. If you can completely clean up your diet if you can eat really as clean as possible keeping your body as healthy as possible and live a healthy life make sure you're moving every day walking getting exercise in you're gonna cut out the majority of health problems which people are getting and you're going to be fine you're not even going to need the health service anyway okay that the majority of it is actually diet honestly the, the majority of health problems all come from your diet we're pumping our bodies full of chemicals and all kinds of things that do not belong in our body. And then people are wondering why there's all these diseases and cancers and all this other stuff coming about. It is literally down to your diet. If you changed it and ate healthy, you're going to avoid most of them. You know, not maybe not everything. Sometimes completely unexplained, someone can have something and people don't know why. But the majority of them, it is from diet. And that's where it's from. And there are ways that we can get rid of it. So I read the other day a really interesting story about a guy who, essentially, again, I can't remember his name. <laughs> I should I should write down people's names for these stories, shouldn't I, rather than just telling them. Um, so basically what he did is he was diagnosed in, I'm sure it was 2007, 2007 or 2009, I think it was 2007, with, he was basically given by doctors a thousand days to live, which is a really random number. I don't know why they came up with a thousand. They they're obviously guessing. What's that? That's about just under three years, isn't it? So he was given about a thousand days to live. He had two types of cancer. I think it was liver cancer and something else and heart disease. This is basically you're not going to live for three years. But he didn't want to accept that. So he started researching stuff. And he basically found a story of a guy who'd cured himself somewhere. I think it was in Europe, maybe. Anyway, somewhere cured himself of similar things by eating some type of algae 
can't remember what the name of it was. And I've really got to start uh, making more notes of things. And basically, he tracked it down. He managed to get himself some. I think he, he eventually made it into some kind of drink. But he cured himself. He's still alive today. That that was 2007. He was not expected to live to 2010. It's 2022 now. And not only did he do that, but using that algae, he actually developed it and started up a natural supplement company from his basement. And that is now a multi-million dollar company. So not only did he find a way to cure himself, he found a way to make himself an absolute ton of money as well. So he did very well out of it. But there's tons of other stories of it. There's, um, with obviously CBD and stuff like that, and using cannabis oils and stuff like that, people have cured a load of stuff. There was obviously the case a few years back, which got a lot of attention in the UK, where there was the little boy, I can't remember how old he was, but he was a little boy with really bad epilepsy. And the only thing, the only thing that would stop his fits and make him better was having um, CBD oil. Again, I, there's different types of it, so I can't remember the exact type. There's a type in the UK which is legal to buy, which is really, really weak and probably doesn't do much. But there's a stronger type which was legal in America, wasn't legal here. And that would completely like cure him. He was a different kid under it. And they went to court. There's a big battle. Eventually, the UK government eventually reluctantly gave in that it could be used, but only in very, very specific medical cases where you had to get approval from your doctor and stuff. So they're still trying to limit it. It's, it's a product that will literally change people's lives. And they're trying to limit it because it doesn't make them money. So, And there's lots of other, even to do with some cancers, people have, uh, cured themselves and had really great results with some cancers using again some form of cannabis or cbd oil or whatever it is in magic mushrooms too obviously magic mushrooms people know of as just a, a drug people take to get high and hallucinate whatever you get from them i don't know but using very small amounts it's the same thing with with these drugs you know cannabis magic mushrooms and i'm sure there's others in a big amount people take them as a legal substance, get a high and hallucinate and whatever. But when we're talking about medicinally, it's small amounts of it. You're not getting high. You're not hallucinating. It's not stuff like that. People have the wrong impression of it. So if you use them in very small amounts and use them properly, they can be very powerful to basically cure you and heal you. And there's people who've cured, I think, cancer with magic mushrooms, some other illnesses too. So there's a ton of ways naturally that you can actually look after yourself. An example, I'm, I might have given this example on the podcast in one of the early ones, I can't remember. But an example is, uh, my son, he was four, and he uh, he got an ear infection, uh, quite uh, quite bad. So we took him to the doctors, and he prescribed him antibiotics. So he took his antibiotics a couple of days, it you know got a bit better. A couple of days later, it was back, and it was bad again. And I was like, I'm not... I'm not taking to doctors. I'm not getting more antibiotics. That That's another thing. Antibiotics is not something that you want to be taking. You, you want to take as little as possible. Some cases, okay, you might need to, but antibiotics is not a good thing. I'll finish my story and I'll come back to it. I didn't want him to have any more antibiotics, so I looked. I googled. I looked at natural ways to cure it. And basically, what I got was you get some olive oil. You heat up some olive oil, just a little bit. You put a garlic clove in it. You leave it for like 15 minutes in there. Then you get, you know, get rid of the garlic clove and you just syringe a couple drops of the oil into the ear. So I did that for him. 
And literally, the next day he was absolutely fine and his infection didn't come back. Literally, like that. Just from being like, you know what, I'm not going to take the medicine. I'm going to look for a natural remedy. And they work. People think, I don't know, people have this weird idea that anyone who tries to do a natural thing is a, is like a hippie and it doesn't work anyway. It's just weird. It works. It 100% works. There's a good reason that they try and tell you that it doesn't work because it doesn't make them any money. The world revolves around money. Everything comes back to money. So it's money. They want money. They don't want you healthy. They want money. They actually, they actually want you. It's not even about not wanting you healthy. They actually want you ill because that makes them money. They want you unhealthy. Well, on the point of antibiotics, the thing with antibiotics is they kill all the bacteria. So in your stomach, again, this is something you're taught from a young age that bacteria is bad. Bacteria is not bad. There's an absolute ton of very good, very healthy bacteria that your body needs to function. Example in your stomach. Your stomach has a ton of bacteria in your gut for breaking down food and doing all the things you need to do. And if you don't take, if you take antibiotics, that is going to destroy all of them in there. Your body's going to need to grow them back over time. So when you say antibiotics, for the couple of days you're taking it, a couple of days afterwards, you do not have all the bacteria present in your body that you need to do your normal processes. It, it affects you. Another thing is with like things like hand sanitizer. I don't use hand sanitizer. I never use the hand sanitizer. I know they tried to make everyone use it during all the COVID rubbish and all that thing, but you should not use hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer, again, it kills the bacteria. You have a ton of bacteria on your skin, which you need, which is healthy, which is good for you. There will be the odd bit of bad bacteria you'll get in your hand, and you can easily wash that off with soap and water. Hand sanitizer is not a good thing, and don't use it. Anything that kills, says about killing all, you know, they have all these products and it kills 99.9% .9 of bacteria. Yeah, that includes all the good bacteria. That's not 99.9% .9 of bad bacteria and magically leaves the good bacteria alive. No, it kills all bacteria. So it's not a good thing. Don't don't be don't be fooled by things like that. They're not good. They're bad. You don't want to kill bacteria. Bacteria is good. There, I I think there's more good bacteria than bad bacteria probably, especially in and around your body. So. Just another of those things that we're taught, which are actually wrong, but they're just trying to get you to think in the way they want you to think so that you do the things they want you to do. And at the end of the day, it just ends up making them more money. And that is what it's all about. Anytime there's something, an issue, say there's something happening, you're, like, you're not sure about it, something going on in the world, just follow the trail of money. If you follow the trail of where the money's going, that will tell you who's responsible for what's happening. Just follow that trail of money. And... I'd say that's about all I've got time for today. I'll probably leave it there. We'll talk about some more important things next week. I think I might talk a bit on mental health next week. <laughs> oh, I better prepare myself for that. That can be controversial. Remember the don't take offence advice for that one. We'll talk a bit mental health next week, probably a couple other things. And uh, uh, thanks for listening. I'll, I'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to the episode, guys. Remember, everything we spoke about is linked below in the description. Be sure to have a look at the NFT website. Be sure to have a look at Unlimited Education. And give us a rating. Subscribe. This will help us to reach a wider audience. And any questions that you have that you want us to discuss in our next show, just comment them in. And we'll look forward to seeing you on our next show.